my name is Paul uh, G. I live in Southern California, Huntington Beach, and uh, I am a recovered compulsive overeater, and uh, I'm certainly not cured. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I was a compulsive overeater. I also used laxatives, and I didn't really see that until I had been in for a little while and I started to think about it. But uh, I certainly used laxatives along with uh, dieting to, uh, to manage my weight. Uh, I'm 66, uh, three children, five grandchildren. Um, I'm retired currently. It's great to be able to do service. I have a little bit over a year of abstinence. February 1st of 2021 was my uh, abstinence date. And I have a living problem. And, um, you know, I'm going to uh, share some of my story and uh, tell you about the living solution that I discovered. So um, just to start with, you know, the words morbidly obese, they're not something you hear every day. I remember the first time that I heard that um, I actually saw it. I saw it in a letter that this uh, doctor gave me. Um, I was maybe in my 30s and he gave me this letter and I thought, why the hell did he put that in a letter? You know, like, is, what does that really mean? You know, and uh, of course that was an ominous warning that I didn't pay any attention to. Um, you know, I, maybe I went on a diet sometime after that, but it really wasn't anything more than that. So, if, you know, when I take it back to my childhood, I certainly see um, the roots of my disease. Um, you know, my mom, when I was born and when my brother was born seven years later, had postpartum depression. And I didn't really know it, but she was hospitalized for six months both those times. And I didn't even recall that, you know, so I was just adapting to whatever was there. And as I got a little bit older, uh, I recall sitting in my living room and watching TV with all my comfort foods in my lap. It was after school. And I was only aware of me, the TV, and my comfort food. My mother was in the house, most certainly. I had three siblings. I had no conscious awareness of them. And that tells me a little bit about, uh, about myself. Um, you know, some of the exciting things when I was a kid, well, it was the Helms Bakery truck. I don't know if you guys had that up in the northern uh, part of the country, but uh, fresh, uh, you know, uh, cream puffs and donuts and all that stuff every day coming through the neighborhood. And what a treat. Uh, the ice cream truck uh, was something else we had. I remember buying baseball cards and I was more interested in the gum than the baseball cards. Um, that was uh, the thrill. As I got older, I stole money to, uh, to buy food. Um, when I would eat food out of the cupboards, my parents would have certain foods and drinks for bridge. I would try and make it look like I hadn't eaten any just to try and hide it. And, and that was something throughout my life that continued and actually uh, was progressive. Um, you know, I started um, uh, trying different things. I was in Boy Scouts. I was in band. I was just doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, I was an altar boy, you know, always trying to be my best. Um, but I always felt uh, I had low self-esteem. Sports was not my gig. I felt so low. I mean, I was just ashamed to be out there playing baseball. I was in right field for sure, you know, and even feeling inept in right field when I got up to bat. Oh, my gosh. So that low self-esteem 
was really throughout my life. Um, you know, I had a head and I could use that. Um, but I even in, in eighth grade, I had to write a paper. Uh, and it was like three or four weeks throughout the or three or four months, probably throughout the whole school year. And rather than writing the paper, I took one that one of my brother's friends in college had read. And, and I used that. I just pretended like I was working at it. Why the hell would I do that? I have no idea. But um, so um, I started dieting in, in my late teens. But in my, uh, in my younger years, that also another uh, ominous warning is that uh, I had to wear husky clothes. And if you're around my age, you may have also had to uh, have the experience of husky clothes. And, and it's kind of like wearing the, the, the red badge of courage. You know, it's like a, a pair of husky corduroy pants is not a pretty sight. So, um, you know, I started dieting in, in my teens. Um, I went to a parochial school. It was kind of a, you know, a sheltered uh, youth, so to speak. Um, I started trying diets as I got, you know, I, I got married at, uh, 20 to uh, the first girl that I was ever uh, intimate with at 16. And again, my life was, was pretty limited and my self-esteem was so low. I jumped at the first chance I had, you know, to be with a woman. And um, uh, we, uh, we, so married at 20, first child at probably just shy of 22. And, and we were off and running, you know, not knowing anything about living life. Um, so I was a yo-yo dieter, increasing weight, you know, going up and down, up and down, up and down, always trying the next new, uh, the next new diet, always the, the guru, always the course, uh, always looking for, for things I could never understand it when I would get a self-help book and they wouldn't work because once I stopped reading them, they just didn't do a damn thing. I, I, you know, I didn't really understand why that didn't, why it just wasn't magic for me. Um, you know, as I got older, I had multiple sizes in the closet. Uh, it wasn't, I didn't do that much traveling, but it wasn't comfortable to travel. It wasn't comfortable to overflow onto the next seat in an airplane. Um, it wasn't comfortable to try and go out and do some of the things from my, uh, youth, uh, backpacking. You know, I had to pray to God to get me up, up to the top of the hill. You know, I promise I'm going to get better. And, and I never was, um, when I was when I when a kid uh, when I was a kid I, I used to walk on eggshells around my dad and I was always much happier when he wasn't there and and I was so shocked to find out that uh, you know I had tried so hard to not be that with my own children but um, you know when I started to get into recovery I found out that wasn't the case they did walk on eggshells around me because I was moody you know I was always trying to bury. Um, my emotions, always trying to bury the fact that I really felt that I was less than you. Um, and, and, you know, I was Paul the martyr. Uh, some of the things my dad used to tell me were, don't you have any common sense? You know, use your head. And, and that's what I thought I was supposed to do. That was the way I thought I was supposed to run my life. I was emotionally frozen. You know, the older I got, the more I realized that I was emotionally frozen. Um, I had a pattern of people pleasing and being outwardly compliant uh, and really working really hard to get recognition and approval. But I never got enough recognition and approval. 
I mean, still in meetings and speaking today, what's the first time I'm thinking about, oh, how did I do? You know, I, I'm, a, I'm an addict to uh, getting approval. And, um, and, and I do my best to give it too, because I, because I appreciate getting it. And I don't think that it's bad, but uh, what I, it never fills the God-sized hole in me that tells me that, you know, I'm not enough and I'm not going to get enough. You know, I have this disease of more, you know, and I tried to fill it with food, sex, TV, uh, when I was younger, uh, pot, alcohol, and I was really going to willing to go to any lengths to protect my image in your eyes, which included being dishonest and lying. If I if, if I had to hide the fact that either in you know in my personal life or in my business life that uh, I had lied or uh, I had done something that I didn't want you to know about, it's no problem for me to lie. You know, I I was justified, right? You know, I had to protect my image. So, you know, when I got into my mid thirties, um, my weight had started to get much higher and, um, my disease was, was pretty active. Uh, things just weren't working. Um, my relationship with my wife and kids wasn't working. My relationship with my partners, uh, and in business wasn't working. Fear was running the show. I was afraid to go out and get business as a CPA because I couldn't handle it. I, I, my perfectionism, my fear of making a mistake, they were all running the show. Um, my partner, uh, one of my partners, when he fired me from our professional partnership, said, Paul, you're really great sometimes. You know, something you're just really bright, you're on it. Uh, and then at other times, it's like you don't know which way to wipe. And, you know, I didn't really get it that fear was running the show then. I didn't really get it that those times where I didn't know which way to wipe was probably when I was deep in my disease. Um, and um, I, uh, I was active in the church of my youth. Uh, I was, you know, the, doing the administrative, uh, head of the administrative council. I was in the men's group. I was Eucharistic ministers, I was doing all this stuff. But I felt separate and apart from you. And then I felt separate and apart from God. And I didn't understand why all these other people had something that I didn't have. Um, so, you know, in the midst of all that, um, I knew that that my relationship with God wasn't working. And I was talking to my, my first Ebby was a lady that cut my hair and she referred me to a, a counselor who was a 12 step uh, counselor. So the 12 step counselor did her duty. She said, go to OAAA. I don't remember what, what other A's I went to. Um, and I landed in OA and, and I started to chase the why. Why do I have this disease and how do I fix myself, right? I didn't really get it that this is a spiritual solution. I knew it was about spirituality, but I didn't really get it. So, you know, I jumped in. I gave it the college try. I was doing uh, individual therapy, uh, group therapy with other 12-steppers. Um, I was doing, I did expressive arts therapy. Um, I wrote poetry. I read poetry. I did singing classes over the years. I did everything to try and emotionally uh, break out of my shell. Um, and, you know, I, I worked the steps. I think I got up to maybe eight and, and some nine, but I was too scared to do the, the other amends that I had. And I started sponsoring. And the, the comical part is I sponsored out of the big book. I had no clue. I was not related to the big book as a compulsive overeater. 
And I was just following some format that someone had gotten from someone else. My sponsees thought it was good. They, you know, they thought it was a good sponsor, but um, as things got more challenging in my life, um, I, uh, I left away. Um, so during that time period, uh, certainly my disease was, uh, was progressing. Um, I went through a, a divorce, uh, a personal bank bankruptcy after my partners fired me. We, I went out on my own for a while and, you know, just my disease was it just running the show. My fears were running the show. And um, I uh, was diagnosed with, you know, when I put down the food and alcohol, I was diagnosed with depression and I checked into a mental hospital for 10 days because I don't know what else to do. You know, this just isn't working. Program wasn't working. Uh, the, 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 you know, the antidepressants weren't working. And I was just continuing to try and fix myself. And uh, that, that pattern of trying to fix myself went on for many years. I did all sorts of great courses, right? Uh, Month-long courses, week-long things. I did men's work, all sorts of great stuff. And I got a really great toolbox of things, right? For communication and uh, maybe some coaching skills and some other stuff, but none of them addressed my compulsive overeating and my selfish, self-centered, dishonest, uh, and self-seeking behavior. So, um, you know, other things that were progressive. Um, I uh, got uh, type two diabetes, uh, hypertension, uh, sleep apnea, uh, neuropathy in my feet, um, vitiligo, you know, an autoimmune disease from my eating and stress. And none of those were enough to get me back to OA. So fast forward to 2019, um, I found intermittent fasting. And I thought that, that I had arrived. Once before I had felt I had arrived when I did a, a, a medically supervised fast in my 30s. And I lost, uh, I'm not sure how many pounds, 40, 50 pounds in 90 days. And I had nothing but five shakes and soups and a, and a peanut and a half a wheat thin in 90 days. And I figured, certainly I've got this wired. Nope. Well, the same thing happened again. Um, I lost weight. I got down below 200 pounds uh, for, you know, maybe 15 minutes. And, um, and then I just started putting the weight back on and I was just bouncing around, uh, having a hard time maintaining it. And um, there's a, a, a few things that happened to me that basically changed the, uh, the course of events in my life such that I would say that I would never be the same again. Um, the first was that um, my son, who had had, my 41-year-old son, who had had a stroke about 20 months earlier uh, from type 1 diabetes, died in February of 2020. And um, he, uh, he had three kids. Um, he wasn't in a, in a relationship at the time, but, um, you know, COVID hit us all. And I retired April 1st, hoping to try and be of some assistance to his children. And in the course of five months, I put on 50 pounds. Now, if, if I had acknowledged that I was a compulsive overeater, that shouldn't have surprised me. But um, I, uh, I talked to a medium and through the medium, my son said, said, Dad, you really need to get some help. You're, you're at home. Um, your uh, current wife, which was not his mother, uh, couldn't help me. Um, and um, 
I reached out to a therapist that I had once before, asked her if she could help me find someone. And she said, well, it's, it's COVID. We can do it on Zoom. So within about a month, she said, Paul, I think you need to go back to OA. And um, I said, no, I don't want to go back to OA. And she said, yeah. And, and I think you need to do 90 meetings in 90 days. And I said, no, hell no. And I went, you know. And I went for uh, two weeks and uh, sent her a text every day. And, and um, that was my start back in OA, September of 2020. So it was a long summer. It was a rugged summer. It, the grieving was terrible. I was really pissed off at God. I didn't understand why I had to lose my son. Why did God have to take my son away? Why did God have to take away my son from his three kids, from the siblings, from, you know, my siblings who loved them, my nieces and nephews. It just didn't make sense to me. And, and by the way, why did they have to take his mother, my former wife, uh, you know, uh, five, six, seven years earlier of, of pancreatic cancer? I, you know, I don't get it, God. And um, so I, I was angry at God, but yet I was desperate to get a connection with God, because that it's kind of like, you know, that was my only hope. I didn't know what else. I, I knew that there, I had a belief that there was a God, but I just didn't know how the hell that God was going to help me. And plus I was so pissed off. So um, I, uh, within about a month of going to meetings, my mood lightened up. Um, I felt kind of like a human being, uh, again, just by going to meetings and you know, sharing and uh, getting getting back involved in, into OA, dropping the shame of having left many years ago. Um, start, I started writing in the uh, OA workbook and, you know, got a sponsor and the sponsor said, you know, oh, he had been here for 40 years and I was so excited because I knew him from before. And he said, well, I don't tell you guys what to do because you just don't do it. So, you know, he said, what are you, what are you going to do? I said, I'll, I'll answer the questions in the workbook and that ground to a halt. And so after about 90 days, I uh, heard a lady talking about working through the steps quickly using the big book. I reached out to her. She was busy and she gave me to someone else. And so December 24th of 2020, I started uh, working the steps and about 30 days later, I'd worked the steps. Um, I, about a week after that, I picked up one of my alcoholic foods. I worked the steps again in, uh, in three weeks. So what did, you know, what did I see, you know, the, the one eye-opening thing for me when I did my fifth step was, you know, it's like I was doing the best I could, you know, as a man, as a father, as a CPA and business or, um, you know, in every area as, as a husband. And yeah, in some cases it wasn't enough, you know, and, and I, and I, and I learned that the same is true of my son who passed away, who um, had some struggles and, um, you know, type one diabetes killed him, but his stubbornness was probably, he probably came by that honestly too. And um, that, um, that one thing helped as well as when I was doing my fear inventory, my sponsor asked me at one point, he says, he says, you didn't talk about dishonesty with that fear. And I think I said, you know, fear of not being enough or uh, fear of being a loser or something. And he said, well, that's a dishonest fear. That's based on a dishonest mental image of yourself. And that fear has been running the show. 
And that absolutely had been that fear that I was truly not enough, that I believed that that was true. I had all the evidence, you know, I had all the evidence that I was not enough. And uh, it was so ingrained in me that once I looked at that dishonest fear, I see it showing up in so many of my different 10 steps throughout uh, the work that I did. And um, so, you know, when I looked at step two and three, I had About to really look minutes, at, Paul. thanks. I had to look at my, uh, my definition or, or, or my understanding of my higher power. And um, so I had to, to come to terms with the fact that I was angry at the God that uh, I had from my youth. And I came to look at that God as the God of my misunderstanding. Um, and the God that I now understand is the God of my not understanding, because I, I don't ever expect to understand everything that happens in this world. But I do believe that uh, the, the God of my not understanding has sufficient power to get me through every day. Uh, and when I'm aligned with that higher that power, uh, then I can work this program, I can be abstinent, uh, and I can live, uh, you know, I can follow this design for living and, and do well. So um, I... Um, I then, you know, I, it's like that, uh, that God of my non-understanding still, still tries to get work. And uh, especially when I'm deep in grief. Um, but, you know, I just, I, I can't hire that guy anymore. I've got to, I can go back to a God of my non-understanding. I don't have to understand everything about um, a power greater than myself in the world. Uh, but I do know that, that that's a sufficient power for me to recover. So, um, I think the, um, the, just a few other things, I'm going to take a, my take a look at my, uh, my notes. I, I, the one thing I would say is um, sponsoring uh, really has opened up not only, uh, it's, one, it's increased my uh, faith in a power greater than myself, uh, because uh, it's, I, I realize that it's not me when I sponsor. Um, my, my big book sponsor said, you know, when we're sponsoring, the big book does the heavy lifting, the big book and their higher power. And that I'm just a guide. He was just a guide for me. He was a Sherpa taking me through the big book, the way someone took him through the big book. And I listened to podcasts and, it, and a compulsive reader broke open the big book for me such that I can say today that they wrote that book about me in the 1930s. And I don't know how they did that but I see myself in that book. Sure, I, I, you know, I'm a compulsive overeater, but you know, when, when uh, in Bill's story, when I saw that he was a, um, uh, an egotist with an inferiority complex, that he was always comparing himself more than, less than, you know, all this stuff. It's like, yeah, I did that. I thought like Bill, I ate like Bill and I acted like Bill. Yeah, you know, I, I'm the same. You know, when I look at 60 through 63, um, I see myself described and I didn't know I was so selfish when I did my four step. I didn't have a clue what fourth column was. And it wasn't until I was doing my 10th step that I really started to see the truth of, uh, of my disease. So just in, you know, in, in closing, um, I would say that, uh, that 
that God uh, thanks. Um, and uh, what I would say is that um, I'm, I'm grateful to God for OA um, and the 12 steps, and of course, AA uh, to have started it all. Um, but I am also uh, grateful to uh, OA and the, and the 12 steps um, for bringing me into a relationship with God that I never had you know, that I always wanted. And it was uh, only by working the steps that and being desperate um, that I have that relationship today. So uh, thank you so much and I'll pass.